0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Hallelujah. It is so good. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. It is so good to be with our family. Um, man, that last week and was a little wild, huh? With all the uh, equal, uh, uh, equal shirts or all the same shirts, matching shirts. That was incredible. That was such a spirit of, of unity. I guess I didn't realize how much time went in there. So I was like, no, you have no clue. Like two months of, you know, going back and forth. Or how will this turn out? And the cool thing is, not some goofy, cheesy shirts. I'm going to, I can't wait to wear it next week <laughs> or maybe the week after. They're really nice. So uh, now you have, men. you have a date night shirt, you know, in case if you don't have one. So that's pretty cool. But uh, I think it was just a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's it's it, I look at it, the projects that we, the little, you think it's a little thing, but it's not, and it's, I don't think anybody done that in Alaska yet, and we were like the first church to try to pull that off. But anyways, um, it was awesome. Love it, love it, and uh, everything that God has been doing and how God is speaking to us where we're at with our season and our life, um, I was really just reflecting a lot. Sometimes you can have like the most difficult week or challenges, whatever it may be, whether it's like you cannot pray, you're just, you're reading scripture, just nothing's happening, you're listening to worship, seems like nothing's happening, you feel like it's drought, and, you know, we can factor in, as we're obviously emotional human beings connected to externals, you know, we can have our, the weather impact our mood, we can have, you know, whatever it may be, is what happens at work, uh, If somebody looks at you in a funny way, all of a sudden they ruin your mood, but, Let me tell you this, we're people of faith, and I want to reflect on that, continuously remind ourselves that my joy is not dependent on people, because guess what? Or my approval does not depend on people, but guess what? If they give you the approval, they're the ones that are going to take it away, and what happens after that? It ain't feeling good. Yeah, you're like, okay, Lord, where did that go? So um, that's why it is so important, like never before, to ground yourself with the Lord, to dig deeper, and the Lord just really been putting that heavy on my heart. And I'm telling you, this is going as this week is developing because I've worked on this message a while back, you know, months ago, and I keep adding stuff, removing stuff. It's just because how do you preach on certain things uh, specifically on salvation when it comes the depths of it and the meaning of it? And it's hard to encompass that because our salvation, our redemption, you know, that we receive freely There was a price that was being paid, and we talked about it right in the 4th of July. There's always a price being paid. So there was a price being paid, but it was given to us freely by the love of God, by His grace. So anyways, as I'm going through this week, I'm just like fighting in the spiritual realm and just in the morning and stuff like that, and um, I have to confess this. i got to start with this, (laughs) but um, i got to apologize because sometimes just what happens, and you got to be transparent and... um, when you, for example, everybody knows I love bass. You know, I play drums, and when there's no bass, I'm like, I need bass. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, um, and so I grabbed the bass, and I was gonna in the morning but during the practice, and I just put on my lap because I, I really wanted to have fun. But I'm like, wait a minute, this is my thought process. I'll confess, nobody heard this, not even the worship team. But I'm like, I know the fact that when you're doing both, it, it's not that great. You know, you either do that or that. But I'm like, I'm looking at Matt, and I'm like, I know that deep inside, soon before you know it, Matt's going to pick up the bass. So long story short, I think I tried to manipulate Matt into grabbing bass, and he did. <laughs> but then I went to the room to pray, and then the Holy Spirit just convicted me. He was like, Vic, come on, you're a pastor. You just, you try to deceive a person into playing a bass guitar. <laughs> How selfish. And it's, it's great, because I'm, I'm telling you, hey, Jesus was talking to Peter, and it literally within like a few verses apart, he says, you know, he rebuke Jesus, says, get away from me, Satan. And, you know, and then a few verses, Peter, you're the rock on whom I will build the church. So what I'm saying is, though, uh, we can allow the room for Satan. It doesn't matter your category or rank or where you're at, whether you're a pastor or a regular person or whatever. So just be on guard, okay? And I loved it because it's a perfect example to say that we we need need to be aware, we need to be steadfast, and we need to be grounded in the Lord, right? Um, So it's just because it's in the church doesn't mean that you know, you know, like all flies, you know, you cannot. we have to be sincere before God. So I had to say, Lord, forgive me. I came out there as so a mat. You can play whatever you want. I promise you. <laughs> I am so sorry for being a manipulative pastor. I love bass. <laughs> I'm like, this bass from piano is not the same as the bass that comes and re- resounds. So if you ever, if the bass is too loud in church, you can come talk to me. It's because of me. Uh, I, was, I told before in advance, I said, I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat from everybody but <laughs> as a pastor, but I need my bass. Sorry, wild, wild, wild opening, but uh, anyways, but re- regarding to being walking with the Lord and be on guard for everything with, with what I just said, it's so important, and so the Lord gave me this word, you know, and I remember hearing it, and I hate that, and I didn't write it down, I think, it literally, it was just two words, I'm going to say it to you in a second, the title will come up in a second, don't pull it up yet, but sometimes, you know, when you're falling asleep, the Lord's like, you're like listening to worship, you're just feeling good and and you hear this awesome idea, wow, Um, you hear something, like, or some amazing idea comes to your mind, right, when you're about to fall asleep, you're like, oh, this is good, this is good, business idea, whatever, invention, and you're like, yeah, I'll remember that, there's no way I'll, and you fall asleep, and then you're like, you didn't write it down, same thing with dreams happens, sometimes the Lord gives you dreams, it's, Important to have a journal, and I think Larissa learned that a lot from Nancy in regards to having the journal next to her bed. And so she's writing down, and sometimes she's reflecting on it. I mean, because God speaks to us, and it's so important to do that. So, but this morning, uh, that's why I was leading up to this building up the message. You know how much I put emphasis on titles of the message, because a lot of times people won't remember anything, but they'll remember the title of the message, and that will speak volumes. And I was, like, just crunching it. Like, sometimes I can't remember a worship song, but that's a different ball ballgame uh, when I really want certain worship songs. But it goes like this, and Google helps us out. But when God speaks sometimes, it's like, man. So I'm trying to remember these two words, uh, you know, that the Lord given me. Or three words, but it's technically two words. I'm like, Lord, come on. And then this morning, I promise you at 10 a.m., like, I, was, I came here early. I'm praying, like, Lord, just give me those two words back. <laughs> And <laughs> they were there. And, then, uh, and I just started worshiping. And I love that because, you know, we come here earlier and we worship with our core leaders prayer is open at, you know, 9 a.m. Anybody wants to come and pray. But um, And then finally, I just, you know, put my, I was just, Lord, I worship you. I stopped doing the monkey brain and you know, all the thoughts running around. Like, I just rested. And then Robert came in and started praying. Like, I just heard him pray. It was so beautiful. And, like, the Holy Spirit just moved on my heart put down everything i just bowed my head i just wept and worshiped god it was like lord i love you and then like the lord literally goes to me and says "Vic, remain to sustain <laughs> now those were the words literally that i've been asking god because it's so crucial to understand that and i think i am going to continue on that in your future I've been working on certain things in regarding to maintain to abide in him one translation says abide in me as i am in christ right as I am and as I am in God Um, but other translations remain I'll just put it in there to rhyme I like to do that remain to sustain (laughs) okay to remain in God to sustain we really need to remain in the Lord in order to live in any times like this and I'm telling you it's just you're going to be safer even if all things are going great great awesome no worries but I can guarantee you (laughs) Jesus guarantees in this world you will have trouble right so, anyway, so I'm like, Lord, thank you. Remain to sustain. So, I finally got what I've been asking God, and it was p- pretty cool because God did a work on me this morning. It was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so always be open, and always, I, I realized that the more I spend quiet my mind, the more I just forget about everything else and all my needs. I began to enter into that deep relationship and the clarity that comes. And the presence of God is unbe- unbelievable. You might be, like, making a big decision, like trying to figure out a big purchase, whatever it may be. Do I do this? Do I do not do, do that? Do I send my kids to school here? or Do, not, do I do that? But I can guarantee you, in the moment you take that, the moment of silence, and the moment of just being silent in the presence of God, and to listen, not just to come out there and just list off a list before the Lord. He already knows everything, right? It says before even something comes to our mind. <laughs> so to be able to rest in Him, it's so crucial. To be able to rest in the presence of God is so wonderful because there's so much clarity. There's so much peace that comes through that. And I'm a testament of that. And I'm, But I must say, it's like you have to maintain in anything. It's a relationship, you know, with anybody. You don't just get married, you know, and say, well, sweetheart, I told you I do back in the day, so I still do. No, you maintain that relationship. You remind, you grow. The relationship goes from deeper, you know, from strength to strength. You go through challenges and it strengthens you and things like that. So the more challenges you face together, the more, like let's say with your spouse, the deeper your relationship becomes. Well, guess what? It's like that with the Lord. So those moments when you're battling, wrestling, God's like, God, I don't understand this and stuff like that. Guess what? Those are the moments we talked about. It's okay to doubt God. It's okay. In fact, that's a starting point of faith because when you're no longer doubting, then you're not believing. But when you still have doubt, you're battling. So Be encouraged today. I want all of us to be encouraged in the presence of God to know that God is there. He wants, he's like, hey, well, I'm here. So knock and the door will be opened to you, (laughs) you know? he he says he stands on the door and knocks and he who hears it will open it, right? The scripture also tells us if you have ears, hear to hear. You have to hear it. So he's continuously speaking to us and I love that. So be mindful of that this week and I feel like the Lord is challenging us you will probably face some trouble this week. And now, not just Alaskan rainy weather. Don't make that, it's beautiful. In fact, I think it's a glimpse of just God's glory pouring out over us and everything is yet to come. Amen. So, um, yes, four days of summer, but praise God, Lord, for the incredible rain. Because when it rains, man, my lawn is looking great. I mean, I can find a reason to worship God every time. Amen. But let me just tell you this there's a lot more bigger issues that come up when you look at people in other nations and how they're struggling it makes you really think about like wow my trouble is nothing and you begin to view things uh, external things in the light of the lord amen so let's dive in remain to sustain uh i want to still pray father god i just thank you so much for your presence lord i thank you lord for your presence and i lord i pray that today you would speak to us lord our mind is open our heart is ready lord we believe that you will speak to us to the depths of our heart, that we may be able to reflect on our salvation, but be able to sustain and remain in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I wanted to reflect to start with on our uh, salvation. If you think about immediately, when I think of salvation, right, everybody, every one of us has a moment of where we came to know the Lord. And I'll be honest with you, my uh, definition of salvation has been small for, for far too long. Um. I'll, I'll say it this way. I've regarded it more of like something I received a long time ago. Um, high school diploma, like that. Or like a driver's license. Big deal, right? But you remember those milestones <laughs> or when your kids started walking, whatever it may be. But a lot of times um, we, rec- we, we take it as like just that was a memory back in the day. And I believe lately the Holy Spirit has been reminding me, it's like, hey, you have to understand what salvation means and what happens when you begin to maintain that relationship, to grow in it, and you abide in him. And that salvation is a starting point. It's not a, okay, I received Jesus, I'm, I'm good, okay? It's a relationship, amen? So I would say, I, I think I, I perceived it from that for the longest time. But I'm like, oh, I remember. It was 1998 at this church. You know, I remember that moment, that first moment. But anyways, we get caught up with everyday day things that we forget what our salvation really means and the meaning of that. In John chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 23 and 24, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Uh, But so as I seek to become that kind of a worshiper, you know, uh, the Father seeks, the Holy Spirit is convicting me to embrace the bigger understanding of what it means to be saved, okay? So the Bible, we know there's the epic story of just great redemption, of God redeeming his people. Uh, But we do this gospel injustice where we either preach turn turn or burn, Have you heard of that? Like... (laughs) Or keep living the life the way you want to live. Live your life to the fullest, you know? Uh, and it's, it's, people, we tend to have a tendency to go to, from one extreme to another. Like, do whatever you want. Jesus loves you. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> or like, hey, you're going to burn in hell if you don't get saved. Well, first of all, if you're saying anything, there's got to be always a way out, right? So we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is telling us, like, hey, don't jump to any extremes. You've got to be able to form a relationship because there's always the lord provides a way out amen out of every situation so john chapter 1 verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten the father full of grace and truth i've mentioned before i talked about meaning the balance of both full of grace and truth right uh the gospel of jesus christ is full of that and it's so important to understand that so not 50 percent grace and 50 percent truth all right cuz people tend to lean to one extreme to another jesus loves you don't worry let's hug it out don't worry about it all's good you know and then there's people like you, you know reprobate whatever <laughs> things like that not 50% grace not 50% truth but 100% grace 100% truth amen so yeah you know, so writer of hebrews cautions us but there's always a warning because we have to understand very important about salvation it's not about once saved always saved there's people who believe that's calvinist right i'm not mistaking but scripture does not back up to that and i have to talk about this because writer hebrews cautioned us that we can fall away from our salvation um you have to hold on to that life raft right that's the salvation otherwise the world would just drag you back it's so easy to just get out of focus right you have to keep focused in anything you do in your life you put your focused vision you decided to make some changes in your health you have to keep that focus. You have to keep that in front of you and remain. Amen. So we must remain in Him. In the same chapter, John, like on the chapter 15, he drops so many emphasis. Uh, he emphasizes so many times to says to remain or in the translation to, or to abide in Him. Look at this, John 15:7. I already read uh, in the beginning, John 15:4. And then check this out, John fifteen seven. That's a few verses down. Here we go, fifteen seven. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. But look at that first word, if, right? Checked out. Uh, check this out. Three verses down, John fifteen ten. If you keep my commandments, commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love, right? So that's why it's so important to remain in Him to sustain. Amen. Look at this Hebrews uh, chapter two, verse one through four. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. So when, when the Lord speaks to us, it's so important to be, you know, have our attention, because I'm telling you uh, little foxes and I love that when Pastor Nancy was sharing about like, little foxes that come in to steal. and she had a prophetic word on that half a year ago. Um, But it's so important to pay attention to those things, right? So we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. This is like a warning. And I'm going to end also towards the end with another warning (laughs) so that we do not drift away. So think about it. It's a life raft. I love this picture. I just love to read scripture in the pictures. You're like in the sea, right? You're by yourself and throws you a life raft. Here comes Jesus. But I love that it says so that we do not drift away, right? The ocean is dragging you out. <laughs> this world is this ocean that just wants to pull you out. Verse 2. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its punishment. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? So it just gives you like, whoa, like, how could you ignore that? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. So that's why the very thought of being saved should overwhelm us, right? It just gives us warning, pay the most careful attention. That's why, um, you know, it's under, to understand the depths of salvation is not just for now, it's, it's forever. It's not just for this that one instant moment, amen? So... But salvation isn't just what we're saved from, it's what we're saved for. We've also focused a lot, you know, and this message may be a reflection, but we focused a lot about God is moving us, right? We are uh, soldiers, kingdom-minded soldiers. And we we have uh, areas in our workplaces everywhere where we're around to impact all those around us, amen? So it's not just about what we were saved from. But we were saved for, look at this, in Ephesians 2, 8 uh, through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, come on, so that no one can boast. So it's not like, oh, I earned it. No, (laughs) I don't deserve it, Lord, but I got it. Verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we must act on it, right? What we're saved for, we must make an impact. We don't just like, I got it. I got my gift. I run away. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm like, if I'm going to pray, I don't want anybody to see me praying in the restaurant. (laughs) right? We're God's handiwork. We're made in God's image. The word handiwork, I believe, implies here to the piece of art. We're made so wonderfully, like Scripture in Jeremiah says, like fearfully and wonderfully made, amen, so that we can live our uh, lives that reflect God's glory, amen. Our life, our lifestyle becomes a worship to God, like in everything we say, think, and do, just like literally the Holy Spirit is moving through us in every day. So that means we can't stay the way we were when we were first saved, right? And why would we want to, if you think about it? Why should we stay in Egypt and just keep getting dragged back? So we want to know God more and more of his depths and his glory and his power. Amen. So salvation is not just about receiving the gift, then continuing to live life of the past, but our, our life is a reflection of God's glory. Our life, literally, we're letters being read. Somebody can look at us and be like, wow, that guy exemplifies Christ, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, if you don't exemplify Christ, don't brag that you're a Christian. It's kind of like a bad rep, you know? <laughs> sometimes people be like this and that, like, you know, oh, yeah, Christian owner business. Pastor Mark talked about it sometimes. And you're like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to hire you. Um, so our life, though, everything that we do, like how we are as employees, how we are as a co-worker's, is a reflection of God's glory. Amen? So that's how salvation plays a role. It's a continuous thing that moves through us. Um, but I love what God does in our life. It's very, very beautiful. And I want to point out um, so that in the same breath that we preach salvation, we should also preach comfort, transformation, and joy. Okay? So we can't, like I said, again, we cannot jump extremes, but it's so important to be understand to be full of grace and full of truth. Okay, because truth sets people free. People still need to hear the truth. Like, hey, man, what you're on on that road is very dangerous. That you know, those drugs will destroy you. They will kill you. Let's help you. Let's get you through the center. Let's pray about it. Let's pray for deliverance, whatever it may be. So it's very important to understand that God is working through us, full of grace and truth. Amen. But look at this. When we are preaching in the same breath that we preach salvation, we should also preach this. I love that in Isaiah chapter six. Verse 1 through 3. The spirit of sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. Say it. The Lord has anointed me. The Lord has anointed me. All right. You don't need to repeat the following because there's a lot of reading. To proclaim good news to the poor. Okay? So we have a purpose always. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of a vengeance of our God, because God will answer. God will repay. You know, a lot of things that are not fair right now, but God will take care of that. The scripture tells us to give that don't battle into the Lord's hand, amen? For it is His to fight. So, and vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them, here we go, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness. And the scripture also tells us we are righteousness of God. Amen. As planting, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I love that display of his splendor. Like literally, God wants to show off through your life. God wants to bring glory to his name. He wants you to take that salvation that you have and walk in it and walk with the Lord and let that be an impactful aspect to everybody else around you, right? But you have to remain in him, amen? <laughs> so, so he crowns us with royal beauty, anoints us with his joy, clothes us with garments of praise, his mercy and love. I love that. He called each of us to the same mission, amen? And I love this. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is sticking around. I love, Mike, I love that Michael Bizzle brought up last Sunday. What a message. Whew. Uh, uh, he brought that up. He was like, uh, just make sure you trust me uh, when I'm reading Scripture, because I could be reading anything, you know. So <laughs> That's why I love that. The, just to sometimes see if people are paying attention. The old has gone. It's not sticking around. Amen. It doesn't tell us, yeah, yeah, you didn't. He keeps some old things. I mean, the, the aspect, the physical aspects of your life are, are there, but the old lifestyle is gone, amen? So, the new is here. You know, in our country, uh, just I would say in the modern world, Christianity, uh, the salvation moment over the process of being saved is just, you know, kind of torn apart. Some people are a little uneasy about Philippians 2.12, and I'm going to read that right now, because this is where Paul instructs us. Check this out. Uh, Because people are like, oh, once saved, always saved. What's going on? Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence. Then he continues, says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Come on, this is not worldly fear, right? This is the fear of the Lord. It's that continual awareness of God and all what we think, say, and do, right? So when you don't have And I like to say, when you don't have the fear of the Lord, everything scares you. When you have fear of the Lord, nothing scares you. So he says, continue to work out your salvation. Okay? With your... So that means it's a continual work. It's just like anything. Great engineers, you look at anybody, people that design airplanes, technology, if they were like, we got this. Imagine... Remember the first iPhone? Okay, I know, Android users, you guys think we're in a different religion. Okay, <laughs> every time I see the green tags, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. No hatred. No condemnation, those are in Christ Jesus. Uh, but imagine, like, first d- device that came out, first iPhone, you look at it, and you'll be like, what is that? Like, imagine if there was no continual work in progress. So if we're God's handiwork, God to call to glor- glorify God, God wants to make the better you. He wants to reflect himself in you. Come on. He wants to move through you. He wants to speak through you. Everything that you think, say, and do, it's just like that's the fear of the Lord operating in your life because you are abiding in him, in his presence. Amen? So that's why he says continue to work out your salvation with fear of God. It's more than just simply praying a a sinner's prayer. And I believe the Lord wants to maybe reassure you today, if you've been questioning things about your salvation in the Lord, or like, Lord, how do I know when I'm saved or not saved? Today is the day where I believe that is going to be put to rest. Come on. Our relationship should become more deeper and deeper as we move closer with the Lord, right? You're entering to his presence. Scripture continuously tells us, like, to move from strength to strength, from glory to glory. I think I even pulled them up. There we go. Just a couple. Some steroid spiritual shots for you guys. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror of the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the spirit of the Lord. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I'm being transformed. transformed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 84.7, here's another steroid shot for you. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. So until we appear before the Lord, God wants to move. He wants to continuously develop your character. He wants to move his power through you because he wants to reflect his glory in you. So if you're looking at am like, I'm a nobody. Won. Well, it's not about it. God is going to do that, take care of that part of his glory, right? But before sometimes... Uh, We get up there with the glory of God. It we have to come to the breaking point, say, Lord, it's not me, but Your will be done. Amen. So that's what's so important. It's crucial. Our relationship with God is so crucial in our life. It should be the most important relationship we focus on. Amen. Because that impacts everything else. That absolutely impacts everything else. You say, Oh, your marriage is more important, or your family. No, believe it or not, your relationship with God, everything from the head. You set things in order from the beginning, you will, everything else will fall into right places. Doesn't mean the troubles won't come. No, 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 they will. In fact, they will a lot. <laughs> but the fact that you have things in order in the place, you have the right coordinates, you know you, where your destination is. It's like I think of the airplane when they set the uh, coordinates already, like the destination to where they need to go. But I'm telling you, if they're off by a couple of degrees at the beginning, it's not a big deal, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm just going to the same place. But then, if you look on the long run, you're going to end up in a different place of the world, right? Different part of the, the nation. So, we, that's why it's so important to abide in Him because then you're accurate. You know, I like to say you're avoiding making mistakes. I don't think the Lord actually wants you to suffer just so you can be like, yeah, I hope you learned your lesson. I mean, he's sovereign. He'll still work through, you know, through every situation. But he wants you to say, hey, I want to have a relationship with you. I kind of, I'm that counselor. That's why I sent the Holy Spirit. So that way you're just driving along. You're like, uh, do this or not do that. And you're like, uh, I'm going to do this. And then you're like, why did I do that? But then you take this moment. I, so many times where I like pray about it. And the Holy Spirit just comforts you. And you're like, just. Few moments and he just gives you guidance. It's just like when you read a bad comment or somebody's saying somebody, and your your fingers start itching. You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna comment the living life out of this comment, and uh, and I'm gonna tell them the truth." And and but you know deep inside, you're trying to kind of like do it with the wrong spirit, right? Not out of spirit of love. It can happen with anything, you know. so You just wanted to respond to a text and say, "Well, let me tell you something." You know how many times I wrote a text message? I've been practicing instead of writing in my messages, I started in my notes. So that way I don't accidentally press send, um, you know, from the Holy Spirit, receive that revelation. And then you read it and you're like, yeah, that feels good. That's going to stick them. And you just like, and you stand there and you say, Holy Spirit, do you want that? Like, what do you think, Holy Spirit? Remember when we were talking about Pentecost, Holy Spirit not long ago, we said, welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit, in your everyday life, right? So when you're abiding in the Lord, when you're remaining in Him, you are sustaining. You, are, you know you can be confident, like God will give you warnings, amen? Avoid that, don't do this. So our relationship, out of all the things in our life, out of all the relationship, is so important. A priority, Jesus Christ, amen? But then again, I want to point out, just like you can lose a relationship, you can fall out of a relationship with someone, you can certainly fall out of a relationship with the Lord. It's a very much possible thing. God is there. I mean, we're given freedom of choice, you know, in our our faith. It's free will. I love Pastor Mark's message. It's like two years ago, but it still speaks to me. We are not robots. That was the title of the message. Importance of title of the message, by the way. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You don't remember, but man, I've quoted it so many times. God has given us free choice to choose, so that's why uh, we are not robots, okay? We've given uh, liberty to understand and make our own choices. Now, will we do those choices? Will we make our choices with him, or will we do it on our own? It is up to you. So, salvation is a continual work of the Holy Spirit, and it is very much possible to maintain it, Right? we have to guard what we have okay check this out revelation 311 warns us says i'm coming soon and what does it say next hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown scripture also tells us many times that we've heard about it right that we carry treasure in our earthly vessels this is treasure so that's why when you speak life or you bring somebody, this is your entering. you literally are bringing people into kingdom of God. Like that is a huge thing. That's everlasting life. Number one thing people are afraid of, of dying, right? They think this is it. So we continuously are walking with that glorious light, okay, that powerful treasure that is within us, and that crown. And guess what? Satan doesn't want you to get that crown. He doesn't want you to speak to neighbors about it. He doesn't... He wants nothing, anybody to do with that, right? But again, he he warns us in Revelation, I'm coming soon, hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown, okay? King Saul is a good example of holding on to what he had, but he forgot one who gave him everything. Think about that, right? King Saul is an example of what can happen when you lose your intimacy with God. Seriously. Seriously. 1 Samuel, you know, 16, 14 says, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, right? So that's just, uh, that's what can happen. So as I mature in Christ, I realize that salvation isn't just about, you know, um, escaping hell, but it's, it's about holding on to that of what you have. It's something like, you know, if you think about it, you're given, let's say something precious, like uh, for ladies, perhaps, you know, uh, engagement ring. How would you feel if you lose that? Not so happy, right? Or whatever it may be. How about you had a thousand bucks of cash in your wallet and you dropped it at Fred Meyer. You picked it up. In that moment of fear. you're like, ah, nope, they're gone. <laughs> or they're there. You know what so, there's, so we must understand that, that our, our approach to our salvation should be that important. We have to hold on to what we have, amen? So anyways, I believe that as I mature in Christ, um, I realize that salvation isn't just about, like I said, escaping hell. It's about being transferred. Your life transforms. Every aspect of your life changes, right? For you go from rebellious enemies of God to, who, to become his beloved children. There's numerous scriptures that talk about us. I'll just quote one of them, Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. So this is what helps you maintain that relationship, reminding yourself. He has delivered us from the of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Amen? Amen. When it comes to salvation, this is another point I want to point out. It's tempting for us to see that salvation as a theological concept. Like if you do point A to point B, you can do this. But rather than seeking a better understanding of the idea of our salvation, uh, I should be seeking a deeper relationship with Jesus. Okay? So when I begin to abide in him, everything else starts making sense. Even if you're in theology, the scripture starts to make sense. My goodness, all of a sudden, your children and how they act starts making sense. <laughs> how your wife is talking you starts making sense. Amen. So that's why I must seek a deeper relationship with him because the more I spend time with him, the more I understand how God operates. He will absolutely use your neighbor Ken to speak to you. He, he, he's so sovereign. You know, if he could use a donkey, he could use, like, the most person that you dislike at your work to speak to you, right? Like, Lord, give me patience. By the way, never pray for that because you know exactly what's going to happen. The Lord's going to be like, okay, well, you haven't even dealt with Ken. I can't give you, you know, James. So come on, man. So anyways, so I believe as you prepare to worship this week, I'm landing the plane here. I just want to give you a couple of more scriptures here on the way out. This is for Dessert. Menu. So, as you prepare to worship this week, because our week is not, pre- pre- we're preparing to worship this today. We are worshiping the Lord through our week. We're reflecting God's glory. Come on, somebody. Right? So, as we de- dwell on the, what salvation means to me, you know, and most importantly, we begin to seek the Lord Himself in it, right? We begin spending time, we begin to abide in Him. So, as we keep growing our relationship with the Lord, we will get renewed in our strength. We'll go from power to power, from glory to glory. All of a sudden, you're like, Lord, I'm feeling more energetic. I'm, f- I'm making more right choices. I'm going to bed earlier. I'm not binge-watching anything, you know, but I'm spending time with the Lord, you know. And you, you, all of a sudden, you're understanding that your lifestyle is also changing. So um, it's amazing. But strict warning again. I, I promised that I was going to finish with some warnings uh, here, which is oh, just a label warning, you know, <laughs> to all Christians. Matthew seven twenty one. Verse twenty three, and I loved it because the Lord reassured me, and I played a clip to Larissa um, from John Bevere about that. Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I, I don't know why I did that accent, because you know, say, Lordy. <laughs> so yeah, but people toss a lot, you know, the, the name of the Lord left and right. Like God bless you, people will say that, but I love this as. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. You know his will when you spend time with him. You know how your dad talks because you spend time with him. You know what I mean? So, uh, because we can be doing all sorts of good things, and we can even be in church, believe it or not. And come to, uh, to before the Lord says, Lord, where are you? I'm serious. It's just, look at the continuation of that. Verse 22, on the day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And here it is, verse 23, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, your workers of lawlessness. Wow. You know, when I received that revelation, I began praying differently. Number one focus right now is to abide in him, to spend time with God because that is the most crucial thing because you can have all the externals and all those things that are important. But the more we know the Lord, the more we understand how it implies in our life, how every day we do our parenting, uh, how we act, how we talk, how we think changes, Amen. It is the gift from God that God has given us, but he wants us to remain in him. We have to maintain that relationship, amen? Ephesians 2 says for by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift from god it is a gift from god right as i mentioned it's devastating to lose something precious right and i'm thinking how much more should we treasure our salvation all right it's a gift that is given but it's not where it's start it's not where it ends It's where it starts. So right now as we reflect and everybody knows where their first salvation was and what year it was and approximately what was happening, think about that moment, right? And as a believer, you look back, you probably say, wow, I've changed my views on a lot of things. (laughs) My life has changed, right? So our salvation is a gift, but that's where it starts, right? And like I said I like to use an example. When you get rescued, because we're talking about being drifted back, you know, in the ocean of this world. Um, when you get rescued, you don't just sit on the boat, right? You get to know who saved your life. In fact, how many times have you guys heard about stories where somebody was rescued in the middle of somewhere, and they never thought they knew, like, there was one person who was a celebrity, you know, whatever. And that other person doesn't even know him. Because if you think about it, at that point, your celebrity status, nothing matters. It doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you got whatever how many likes you get on facebook or whatever because ultimately you know we're all on the same level when it comes to our salvation because no one can come to him into our father but only through son christ jesus so when that salvation comes think about it that life should change with that person whoever rescued you right you will have that relationship in fact so many of these i I love this 9 11 is coming up and i love watching Uh, About uh, documentaries after because the people and uh, the relationship that were formed between the rescuers and uh, the person that was getting rescued. uh, Powerful. So think about it. If Jesus, if we can in our earth have that relationship that somebody like bailed us out, major came through for us, which was clutch, it was amazing. Think about how amazing it is that Jesus has saved us, right? He redeemed us. And that is the treasure. Our relationship should not be the same. Our relationship with them should continuously grow over and over and so I love uh, hearing these documentaries when these people later are like meeting and they're having these parties and year after year they're rejoicing with tears of joy and what the Lord has done for them or what that person has done for them and when I think of everything that the Lord has done in my life man I get overwhelmed that's why no external factors or how the worship is going do we have bass guitar we don't you know none of that matters because your relationship with the Lord is the most crucial thing and What matters is that moment you standing before God saying, God, that salvation, that what you did for me, mm, nobody could have done that. That was all you, Lord. That was all you. And I'm going to cherish and I'm going to treasure that salvation, right? I'm going to remain in him because that's the only thing that will help me to sustain. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. I want to read this over you as a proclamation. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. (laughs) Come on. If you are remaining in him, yes, give it up for the Lord. When I remain in him, I am in a strong tower. Let's read this together. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. And Jesus said, you are the righteousness of God. You abide in him. You can be sure you are in that strong tower. And guess what? When you're in a tower, you can see things from up high. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, Lord, thank you so much for bringing me from darkness to your light. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Man, I'm just thanking God for my salvation today like never before. Let's just literally, like, let's just. Take this moment and worship him in our prayer. You know, we don't need to necessarily have the music on that we can, but take this moment right now, just for just a couple of moments. And just say, Lord, thank you for my salvation. And reflect on God's goodness through your life and say, God, you have been faithful time and time again. Lord, I do not want to be able to stand one time before the throne. and The Lord says, I do not know you. You did all those good things and all, but nothing mattered, but you didn't have a relationship with them. Lord, we come before you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch every heart, Lord, that we may understand the depth of our relationship with you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that we would remain in you, abide in you, in all that we do, think, or say, Lord. I pray that the fear of the Lord that gives us confidence, that takes away any worldly fear, will guide our hearts, will move through us, Lord. I pray that your presence would rest on every heart, Lord. And as we go, Lord, we understand that our relationship, with the Lord is just the beginning point that salvation Lord was a gift to us given Lord but we must hold on to it so that no one will take our crown hallelujah Lord I pray that we would find a deeper meaning with you that we find those prayer clauses this weekend moving forward as you're moving in this church into the deeper relationship with you so we could Lord, fish deeper for deeper people out of our deeper issues, Father, that we would be deeper in you, Father God, because then we are grounded, our feet are on solid ground, and we can be sure that nothing can shake us. Lord, you are our strong tower. You are our righteousness. Lord, we run to it, and we are saved. Hallelujah. I praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Give a shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. He is good. If you need any encouragement, come get prayer. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.